0: Hello and welcome to the 17th episode of Breaking Free Podcast, A Body, Mind, Spirit Approach to Mental Health. I'm your host, Summer Sites and I'm excited to be back with you after nearly a month. I have been pondering today's topic off and on this entire month, and as I describe it to you, I think you'll know why. But today's topic is acceptance. Acceptance is the doorway to change. i just like to jump right in with the topic today, and we'll get to maybe some housekeeping at the end. But one thing that has been really awesome for me is to realize how powerful the skill of acceptance has been in my life, in the life of my clients. And it may seem like a counterintuitive thing. Last, the last two podcasts, I've been talking about fear and, you know, how we disconnect. And so really, this is an actual kind of summary that those were both preparatory for this podcast. I think that now that that's kind of in place, we can talk about acceptance with greater understanding um, but when I often think of acceptance, I I think of the the Serenity Prayer. So I'd like to talk to you a little bit about that. I have the the main quote of the Serenity Prayer posted in my in my office, and it's this: "God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference." Now, many of you may not know that the Serenity Pair is one is the key kind of spiritual tool used in healing for virtually all 12-step recovery support groups in the United States. I don't know if any of you have had the, the opportunity to attend a 12-step group, um, but I have. I In graduate school, we were required to attend, oh, I can't remember the number, but I think it was 10 to 12 sessions of uh, our own chosen support group. I chose to go to one in my local community um, not affiliated with my local church community, just because I wanted to just have a different experience and really get a wide breath, and I just loved those people and what I thought was really interesting is when I first started going to the group, you know uh, i I didn't see myself as addicted to anything. you know I, I I was there to learn you know from other people in quotation who were you know seeking over alcoholism or different forms of addiction. And what came of that time for me is to realize and to accept right that we all have addictions we all have issues from which we're trying to heal and grow and i mine was more codependence or you know resentment or whatever it was that i was holding at the time there were other things that i also was running from uh in different ways you know maybe my addiction wasn't alcohol or or drug use but maybe i was using perfectionism at that time or i was using Um, distraction, you know, constantly keeping myself busy so I did not have to feel. And that's kind of what I noticed in this graduate program is that the 12-step program isn't just for some of us, it's for all of us. It's just the steps to change. And the first step in that program is honesty, right? Being really honest with yourself about how your life has become a little bit unmanageable, a lot unmanageable, and how really you have become powerless of yourself, by yourself, You're not a bridge to your own healing and you need to seek bridges, right? Tools, help, outside help from higher power, different perspectives maybe than you currently hold to be able to overcome. And that's kind of the essence of mindfulness practices is to stop, to breathe in that help, reflect, receive new wisdom and choose a new path. And I just would like to continue sharing that message with you because I believe it's really important. Now let's step back into, again, this serenity prayer, because what's really sad to me is that the whole thing isn't shared. Um, This was written by, um, and I may not say his name, my Reynold Niebuhr in 1933. Now let's look think about what was happening in 1933 in the US. Uh, 1929 was the stock market crash, right? So by 1933, the United States was in a severe economic crisis. Most people were. Uh, there was a great level of depression and hopelessness, right? That were that many, many people were feeling in the '30s. Um, there was all kinds of use of alcoholism, and we had you know prohibition and things that came on to kind of try to counteract these ways that people were trying to escape the pain that they were feeling, you know, the acceptance that maybe their life had become unmanageable and things had changed very drastically from what they had hoped they would be. Before the stock market crash, people experienced great wealth and prosperity. And so it was a great change that many people were experiencing and they were struggling. So many people were struggling with acceptance. So whether you're a Christian or not, and remember my podcast, that's not necessarily required, but I think all people can understand you insert higher power uh, benefit from this prayer given by Reynolds Niebuhr in 1933. And it's this God. So I'm going to read the whole thing. God, give God, give us grace to accept with serenity the things that cannot be changed, courage to change the things to which should be changed and the wisdom to distinguish the one from the other. And here's where mindfulness really comes in, and I love it. Living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did, this sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you, with a capital Y, will make all things right if I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life and surrender happy with you forever in the next. He writes, amen. I think that's just a beautiful prayer, and there's just so much to learn from that. I think the number one thing about uh, acceptance that's important to understand is that there's a certain level of surrender, as discussed here, right? Surrendering to um, understanding what is happening with us and not running from ourselves, My number one listen to podcast to date is number two, The Body is the Gateway to Healing. And many of you have talked to me about this uh, at seminars that I've taught or just different clients that are listening, you know, and why you love it so much. And I think you love it so much because we're understanding now as we have a more body, mind, spirit approach to health that our... But our bodies are keeping score, right? They're keeping score of the things that we're both resisting, that we're seeking not to identify with, and also the things that which we are accepting uh, that are positive for us, right? So I would like to talk to you a little bit about something called the body mind. I think I've mentioned it before, but for some of you, it may be a review. The body mind is just what stores the record of our life story, right? So we have our physical body, right? In combination with our mind. And they work together as kind of one single integrated unit. That's how we experience it as the body mind. And unfortunately, many of us start to experience ourselves as our body mind, as if we were our body mind, because that is the lens in which we see the world. Now, for those of you who have had lots of positive life experiences, right? You've had positive, truthful learning. That can be great. You know, if you've had people mirrored to you that you're loved and accepted and enough and little shame or fear has been integrated into your life story, then your body mind may be very much resonating with higher energies like love and acceptance and peace. And, and so therefore, you're experiencing yourself as you are. But many of us, I would say most of us, if not all of us, <laughs> have had experiences that have been false, that have not been true to our true self, right? We've had experiences where... We've had fear come onto the the lens of our life. We've had shame, which is just a derivative of fear, right? That has come and taught us who we are not, right? Um, instead of experience yourself as true self, right? Remember, true self is creative, curious, confident, connected, compassionate, clear, courageous, right? These types of pure love energy, we've experienced ourselves as something else, maybe powerless, maybe fear, maybe shame, maybe overwhelm. We've had these experiences. And it's my belief that we all have these experiences so we can choose out of that body mind, right? There's not a lot of growth without painful learning. As much as I kind of sometimes wish there was a plan where there was no painful learning, I realize that wisdom comes of painful learning. So When we have this opportunity now, and as we step out and we gain more awareness, we become awake. As many people talk about it, we become awake to the experience of our body mind, and that we're not our body mind. We are able to choose then how we respond to that painful experience. We don't have to become our painful experience. We aren't one with our painful experience. We are separate from it, and we learn how to respond to that. And that's the essence of mindfulness, right? It provides that toolbox to become aware of the body mind. Respond to the world so that you can experience yourself as yourself, separate from your body mind. Now, the body mind is something that Freud called the ego, right? So maybe some of you who have taken psychology are more familiar with the ego. The ego is not something that likes to be let go of, right? It fights to be held on to. It fights for its place. Uh, It's always competitive. It's always scarce. It's always looking for the next fix, Um, If you're feeling that, right, you're feeling that spirit of competition, that feeling of scarcity, that lack of love and connection, it's possible that you're experiencing your life through your ego mind, right, that's always trying to keep you one step ahead of the next fearful experience, protect you, and not recognizing that you can stop, you can breathe, and you can receive love and safety right where you are. So that's kind of the concept of acceptance is learning how to stop, to breathe and be present um, with who you really are. And again, if you haven't learned a little bit of the ways that we're avoiding and running from self uh, in our body, you might refer to that number two podcast. But let's step into acceptance for a little bit. All right. So when we can courageously allow our awareness to explore what is on the stage of our minds and our bodies with non-judgment and loving curiosity, we are able to really move into healing, right? we're able to then restore to us what is lost. We have to be curious about what is lost. We have to be curious about where it was lost. Um, This early inner child work is so important in the healing process because our losses are stuck in space and time. You may be acting out a loss that happened at age eight, age five, and you're currently still operating out of that belief that happened at that time in that stage, even in your adult life. It's amazing to me when I do work with people And I kind of go back to, um, I have the ability to kind of help them find out where it was. Uh, Muscle testing is awesome because the body keeps score. Hey, at age five, this happened to you. And from then on, you believed this characteristic about you wasn't acceptable or you had to operate in this way in order to stay safe. And we kind of want to thank that part for coming online, that belief for coming online because it protected us, right? At that time, you had to adapt, you had to survive. So I'd have you love and accept those broken parts and that have come online for you, but recognize that there is, there can be a better way. And the first step to moving out of fearful learning is to accept that experience for what it was and let it tell its story, right? Each one of us has a painful story that we often run from and avoid, and really healing is about stopping and accepting something. Uh, What we resist persists, right? So unless we let ourselves arrive at a place, we cannot leave it. I want you to think for a minute, what are the things that you're running from, and how are you running from them? Are you running from them by numbing out? Are you running from them by projecting them at other people? I'm not the problem, you're the problem. I, got, I have no problems. Maybe you distract and you keep busy all the time. Maybe if you, you want to earn your value, right? You've lost your value somewhere, so you're constantly proving your value to yourself. If I just do enough service, if I just am a good enough fill-in-the-blank, then I will feel worthy. I promise you that that hamster wheel will never give you what you're hoping it will. And if you can just stop today and accept Uh, that you can't really run from yourself, right? Because your true self isn't something you need to run from. I promise you that she's home. When you stop and you really feel yourself, your true self, aside from these injuries, she's love. She's pure light energy. He or she, because I know there's he's listening. I I speak as a female in this podcast, but you are enough. You're not only enough, you're a magnificent, And I would just have you stop and experience yourself that way. You're not the things that have happened to you. Those are just experiences. You're not the learning that you may be reenacting. You are separate from that and you can choose differently. I want to share a story just because I think these kind of drive it home. Many of you who know me know that I love, like, love, love, love Fred Rogers, you know, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. I started learning about him as a graduate student. Um, I attended George Fox University in Portland, Oregon because we were living there at the time. And my professor, I'll give a shout out to him, Dr. Sweeney um, was a master play therapist and he was actually the president of the play therapy association at the time. And I think he introduced me if I remember correctly to Mr. Rogers and just his approach to children You know, and as a child, I remember watching and really loving that show, but if you look at the pacing of the show, it's very different, especially for us today with the high-paced society that we live in, but there's elements in how Mr. Rogers approaches others that we can really learn from, especially since movies have come out about him recently, um, his recent movie that just came out is very powerful healing experience. But for some of you who are still learning how to face your stuff, I would uh, have you go in open and, and ready <laughs> to face maybe your your need to, to do a forgiveness work because it's a powerful movie that way. Um, but he his pacing was slowed way down so slow that some people thought maybe oh I don't know maybe he lacked intelligence or he or he was odd. But I want you to know that his pacing was brilliant the man was way ahead of his time he knew how to just follow people exactly where they're at so that pacing was one of the things the so next thing that is he was very present right whoever was in the room was the most important person at the time whoever was in front of him was the most important person he had that ability to just really mirror to others their value like you you are the most important thing you are precious you are magnificent and i want to give all of my attention to you right? Who doesn't want that? He had that amazing ability to do that. Um, The other thing is I just, I see him as pure love energy. You know, he just operated from love. People could criticize him and he could take it in and be like, wow, that was really important insight, but he didn't take it on as like a character slam or something wrong. He, he loved himself and he loved others deeply, even when they didn't validate, accept him and his difference, right? He just had this ability to just really love after people. Um, And the the most important way he loved was just as you are, right? He accepted people just as they are. Um, And the next piece that he had, these are just my observations, was humility. So pacing, presence, love, and humility. He was open to be taught in every moment by his own struggles and also the struggles of others around him. He wasn't running from his painful experience. He was allowing it to be his teacher. He was present with it. He was present with others. And to me, this is the essence of acceptance, right? He moved toward it, his experience. He embraced it. He let it tell its story. He, he let the learning come online, and then he responded to that learning and change in his life. I, I, many people who interviewed him, you know, what was he like at home? He didn't have a perfect experience raising his two boys. You know, his family didn't describe him as a saint. And I think he's an example of like just a person who worked very hard to be a conscious, mindful person who had a very strong intention of I'm here to be love, to incarnate love, and to heal. He knew his purpose was healing and and with children. And you can see why he's my hero, right? I just I feel like he and I share similar missions, but I just loved his humanness, right? He was, he had a temper, I understand. And at times he had to really learn and he used all kinds of skills like music and puppetry and art and all kinds of ways to, I I heard he swam a lot, right? He swam out his emotion, but he he accepted the emotions that he had and he responded to them with tools. And I think that's all that we can do, right? We can accept that there are things that we're struggling to change, right? You see, acceptance is not an outside job, it's an inside job. So as we waste all this energy, research will show us that we spend five times as much energy running from things than just accepting them, as we can just turn our energy and, and know that we want to be, we need to be the change that we want to see in the world as we heal ourselves. But the way we see the world will heal, the people around us will change as they respond to us. The greatest work we can do for anyone in this world is our own work. And I have seen that in my own life. I spent years thinking if others would change or things would be different, then I would be happy. And the real truth that I came to in my own work, which I continually do, just like Fred does, is that I discovered myself. I discovered my true self. I discovered that my greatest healing work would be within the walls of my own being. I'd like to leave you with a couple quotes from Fred that I just think are awesome. Discovering the truth about ourselves is a lifetime's work but it's, it's worth the effort, Fred Rogers. Here's an, an, another quote. I don't think anyone can grow unless he's loved exactly as he is now, appreciated for what he is rather than what he will be, Fred Rogers. What we resist does truly persist. And I, I encourage you to have the courage to do that inside job. I'd like to leave you also with a couple other tools, clinical tools, because I'm always trying to tool my listeners that I think are really helpful. And I'm going to post some of these on the Whole Women Link page. I will post this particular podcast to Whole Women Link. Um, So you'll be able to find it at wholewomenlink.com. But one of them is the ACT model, which is often used. And I'll just state it. You'll be able to read it. But We start with mindfulness, that's the ability to observe our inner life, thoughts, feelings, physical sensation without being overly tangled by them or just stressed by them. So you're going to learn how to just do that body scan and go in and just see what's on the stage of your body and your mind. Then the next step is to accept it. Not only do we want to be mindful of our experience, but we want to approach it with with kindness, compassion, and self-acceptance. We want to learn to embrace it rather than to struggle against it. And then the last piece of this ACT model is commitment. You know, thoughts and feelings come and go. We do not have much control of our automatic thoughts or initial feelings they trigger. But we can choose how we respond to them. That was what uh, Mr. Rogers, Fred Rogers, was masterful about. He did not try to control or avoid painful experience. In fact, the guy sniffed it out. <laughs> if you look at his life story, he was constantly finding the broken in others and society. He, he loved it. He went towards it with a huge hug. But then he wanted to respond to it with love, with acceptance, and he would just be present with people. I would have you approach yourself as Fred Rogers approached others with love, with acceptance, with humility, um, with stillness, right? Um, It's okay if it takes time for you to just gradually walk up to your pain remember that your story is there for a reason and some of those things are really hard to unearth for you but I promise you if you just hear the story of your anger you hear the story of your avoidance behind it is 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 a a hurt piece that just needs to be loved on hear that story from know that you're not in pain now and change your story right we can change our story we can rewrite our story and we really can heal and this is my podcast today this the excitement of my work. I I love this process. I really do. And I hope you feel that for me. And if you haven't felt loved and accepted by anyone else today, I want you to know that I love you and accept you just as you are. And if you can learn to love and accept yourself right where you're at, you can get to higher planes of being one last just piece of housekeeping um we do have another whole women lake conference coming up we just had our conference in orlando area it was in mount dora florida it was awesome so thank you for the for the beautiful women that attended that weekend of healing uh, we do have one in the salt lake city area coming february 28th in the evening uh i think registration starts at five thirty. um and then it goes from it to about nine and then it's also saturday all day we also have two beautiful speaker women from that area gainalyn condy and christy gardner who will also be keynoting for us both friday and saturday they are beautiful uh wise women as well and they're going to join us um, they've written some beautiful books about women and worth so i just hope Really, we've tried to put together this beautiful healing weekend for women. That many of the tools that I share in this podcast are given in a concrete way. You go home with a toolbox. You go home with experiential learning. It's it's really it was really cool for me to experience it and realize like and believe in what we're. Uh, developing here. So I hope you'll consider joining us. Uh, the sign-up will go on Whole Woman link uh, probably by the time this podcast is up. So if not, it'll be up by December 1st, and you can start signing up. There will be early registration uh, discount through January 1st. So I hope that you will join us, and it is limited numbers. So if you'd like to join, uh, please please sign up and reserve your spot, and we hope to see you If that's not something you can attend, just please keep listening, keep sharing the podcast, keep sharing healing, and most importantly, this holiday season, receive love. The greatest gift that any of us can receive is self-love. I really believe that this season is all about learning to love and accept ourselves so we can turn and love and accept others from that deep place when we know who we truly are, that we are love, that we are light, that we are not fear, then we can spread that love to others and we can mirror that to them just like Fred did. And I want you to know that that's who you are. And I pray that you can receive that and you can know that and you can walk in that and feel that this beautiful holiday season. And I look forward to talking to you soon.